Hi, everyone. You're listening to Golden's Guide to Divorce, and I'm Deborah Hawkins, your host. We're here in the fabulous Pronk Studios where we chat about all things mature women want or maybe need to know about divorce, including finding and receiving support, hearing from experts, tips on how to develop your personal toolbox, and ways to move you forward to your best life. So join us now for the Golden's Guide to Divorce with me, Deborah Hawkins. I'm here, Welcome to another episode of Golden's Guide to Divorce. I'm Deborah Hawkins, your host, and we're in Pronk Studios today. And I've got a really fun show for you today. I have my bestie, Robin, here, and we're going to be talking about some things that I've had requests for. So I don't think I need to give her a huge introduction other than we've been friends for over 20 years and have gone through everything together but I'm just so happy to have her here maybe I'll make her a regular so with that um, welcome Robin Shue thank you it's good to be here oh I'm so it's so fun having you here it is you know it's funny because we uh, over the years we've talked on the phone for like hours and hours and I would say a lot of times um, we should have recorded this. Mm -hmm. So here we are getting to record. Yes, finally. Finally. (laughs) Um, So today's show is, uh, I actually had a request from a couple um, women and they wanted me to talk about if if the woman is making the choice to um, leave the marriage. And you know, I hadn't really thought about that because you know, my format, my setup has been, um, you know, my, about my journey, which was basically I was asked for the divorce. So um, I think I kind of just set it up through all these episodes. It was more geared towards me mm-hmm. and um, my situation. So I've never really thought about, um, you know, if a, if a woman is choosing and um, all the things that she goes through and suggestions um, for that kind of situation. So since Robin and I have both, you know, we've done this before. <laughs> I mean, we've actually made decisions to leave our relationship or our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought she's the perfect one to have this conversation with. So it's get real with Robin today. <laughs> so um, well, let's just jump in, Rob. Um, you know, when we... Uh, started talking about this you know you remembered quite a bit about leaving your marriage and um so i mean you don't just wake up one day and you know say oh i'm i'm leaving i mean tell me about some of the thoughts that were going through your head and the kind of the process yeah so it actually took me years to finally build up the courage to say i don't want to be in this marriage anymore i want a divorce And in the meantime, um, you know, it just started off probably like a lot of women. I, I just knew I was not happy and that began to grow and grow. Um, and as that happened, my first reaction was, 
You know, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to change? Um, what can I do to fix this? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm definitely a caregiver and a people pleaser. Just like all of us, all <laughs> yeah. of us women, we yeah. want to fix everything yeah. and we take re- responsibility for everything. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so in my mind, well, if it's, you know, if I need to fix something, so I need to, I need to really do some introspection. And so I spent, I gave myself a lot of time, um, you know, determining like, well, wait a minute, what is really important to me in my life? Mm-hmm. And am I getting it from this marriage? Um, where am I getting it? Period. Um, what, why am I unhappy? Like, what's making me unhappy? Because, you know, I think like most people, I wanted to blame it on him. Because of course, if he would just change, <laughs> everything would be great. Well, don't we all say that? If they yeah. would just change, I would feel better. Exactly. But we know that's so. not the way it works. So I just set up some things. I, at that point in my life, I was commuting an hour each way to work and back, which he thought was crazy. And I, it was perfect because it just gave me time to listen to books, to um, actually have conversations with myself, mm-hmm. to uh, just really process a lot of what was going on with me. And and again, that uh, I had done some um, self-awareness, self you know, introspection, personal growth kinds of things before that, but I just... I just dove into the deep end mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I was listening to people like Stuart Wilde and uh, um, Wayne Dyer, uh, Louise Hay. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were just instrumental in, uh, in my, the process of just, you know, really just getting to know myself better than I had ever known myself before. Mm-hmm. And I also gave myself time to meditate. I'd kind of played with it a little bit, but um, I still meditate to this day. Mm-hmm. And I started off with uh, guided meditation. So I didn't have to sit there and try to get my mind to stop thinking. I just listened to some guided meditations with some mantras and things like that. And mm-hmm. um, I can tell you, it, it, I would go in the one of the extra bedrooms. I would get up really early because I had to leave early for work because I drove an hour. So I'd get up really early and I'd go in there and meditate. And he almost to a, a day would go in. I think he was threatened. He would, he would walk in and be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, I'm trying to meditate <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but that was interesting that it just threatened him. I think he had felt like I was moving away from him, right. which, of course, I was. Right. I was. Um, well, and, you know, for the women who are, you know, questioning or thinking about this, um, I mean, wh- what do you think some of the feelings that came up for you? And, you know, oh, gosh. Um, fear, panic, anxiety. I mean, that was probably some of the first. I felt, um, well, I didn't want to upset him. Um, I mean, so I, I, mean, I kept a lot of this inside. Um, I, uh, you know, I was afraid to to not be married we'd been married quite a while I was um I was you know I I don't know I felt like I was just afraid of just the whole idea Mm -hmm. you know I had um a lot of guilt there was guilt around the fact that I mean commitment is really important to me and and in the studying of myself and my values and what my personality is like um I'm kind of a rule follower, and when you make yes, you are, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and when you make a commitment, 
tag on it, you keep it. <laughs> yeah. And so there was a lot of guilt around that and the feeling like I was going to disappoint everyone. I was, and of course, I was disappointing myself, I thought, but mm-hmm. um, I was going to disappoint my family and my friends. And, uh, you know, what if I wasn't making the right decision? I mean, I was kind of all over the place with some fear and guilt. I want I want to talk about the guilt thing because um, I think it's huge because I, as women, we tend to own everything, Mm -hmm. make it our fault, make it about us. Um, You know, what did we do wrong? Like we said, Mm -hmm. I think guilt is a big piece. And I just want to acknowledge any woman that's, you know, thinking about this or um, beginning to process, you know, I think guilt is a, is a normal, Mm -hmm. um, is a normal emotion. But you told me something that I think was really powerful about about hearing something about being happy and well i i listened to again books going back and forth when i wasn't just being quiet in the car which i was but um it, i don't remember the name of the book but it was a Stuart wilde book and i think he's not on the scene anymore um he just was just for some reason that's what resonated he's one of our oldies yes so. <laughs> that, that really resonated with me um and and, and wayne dyer as well but i it was like I'd never heard it before, but all of a sudden I actually heard, you can choose to be happy. You don't have to be unhappy. And it was kind of like, it gave me permission. I gave myself permission to make a decision about that it was okay if I wanted to get divorced. It was okay if, it was okay if I wanted to be happy because mm-hmm. it felt, I think it's at the beginning, it felt really selfish. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that it was okay. I think that's huge because, uh, mm-hmm. again, as women, I think, you know, our, we spend a lot of time, uh, you know, wanting to please people, wanting to mm-hmm. make everyone else happy, wanted, wanting to make everything work, and mm-hmm. we kind of fall to the bottom of the list. Exactly. And, and I think it's true, y'all. I think sometimes we question whether we deserve to be happy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I would suggest to any woman who is considering, um, you know, it's it's okay for you to be happy. It's okay for you to be happy. And, you know, um, I'm assuming, I mean, well, I'm not assuming because I know, but, I mean, <laughs> if you might want to tell the, the viewers, I mean, I'm guessing that in your marriage there wasn't physical abuse Mm -hmm. or anything like that so because i don't you think that a lot of women think well if he's a good guy and if he's not beating me up and you know that it's not okay to think Mm -hmm. that it we can be happy exactly don't you yeah i mean i think he was an angry man just to in the world kind uh-huh. of thing. Um, but he certainly wasn't angry all the time. And he, yeah, no, there was no, there was no, you know, abuse or anything. I mean, mm-hmm. we argued some, but uh, you know me, I'm, I'm not really good at arguing. So I avoided it at all costs. <laughs> um, so no, it, it, um, there wasn't any of that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't mistreated in any way. I mean, we were both doing well in our careers. Um, uh, and part of the part of the fear for me in that was that you know w- could I even take care of myself? And of course I had taken care of myself, you know. I put my I worked through cut myself and worked um, and paid for my college, you know, all those things. 
I just kind of had forgotten those, kind of like, well, wait, can I take care of myself? And um, that was a really big fear as well. Um, you know, will I be all alone? Will I ever be happy? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it him or is it me? Is it, you know, um, there was a lot of that. And part of the can I take care of myself, I was telling you earlier that I kind of had forgotten this, but I actually did a budget. Um, and he made at that, like when I first met him, I was making a lot more money than him. And then his career just skyrocketed and he was like three or four times as much money as I was making. And, um, but I was, I was fine. When I finally did a budget, it gave me some peace of mind that, wait, I can live really well on what I make. You know, that's, that's an interesting point there too, because I can remember, um, when I was thinking about, um, it wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't this past divorce. It was another one um, that I can remember, like, um, thinking there's no way I can leave and I don't know how I would support myself or whatever. And and the reality was I was making more money than he was. But in my mind, right. and I think that's it, when you start thinking about uncoupling, um, a lot of times there can be irrational thoughts. Yeah, right. Especially when you're in fear. Exactly. When you're in fear about, Mm -hmm. um, you know, about whether we can do it or not. When, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously that wasn't the case for either one of us. Right. Um, So I I, I wanted to ask, though, if if everything, you know, if he was a decent guy and all that, what was it that made you want to get a divorce? Well, as I... Um, continued with this personal development and self-awareness work and and um, you know I journaled and you know I did I did a, a lot of work I used a lot of the tools that you've been talking about and um, I realized that what the some of the things that were the most important to me in my life and that I was growing and he wasn't willing to grow with me um, I asked him to do I mean, anything I could think of, I asked him, what do you do to help our relationship? Um, you know, whether it was read a book together, do some kind of a course together, um, video, whatever it was that was available. Um, and then I asked him um, if he would go to therapy with me. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like we needed to talk and that just the two of us, we were just, we weren't communicating. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I probably would have taken, I mean, it was just really hard for me to, articulate what I was feeling because I was kind of all over the place and um, he was just adamant he wouldn't do any of it Mm -hmm. and it's really important to me it's still important to me right and um, so I went to the therapist myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was a it was an arena for me to have somebody to talk to that wasn't going to judge me or wasn't going to be disappointed in me or you know and you know um, all those things and and um, that's that's like super important um if 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 i mean if he'll do something with you Mm -hmm. that's great in terms of being able to work through something and be able to communicate but if not um just do it on your own i couldn't agree more because i think that i've always said Mm -hmm. if both parties can are willing to do the work anything is possible i believe that to this day in in my whole heart um, which is, it is whole now. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think that that is an issue and sometimes, and I wish that men would recognize how important it is mm-hmm. when, you know, I mean, if you're in a car wreck and you're 
you know, your arms, you know, half off, you're going to go get it fixed. Mm -hmm. There's going to be bumps in the road in relationships. But if your partner is not willing to participate Mm -hmm. in exploring, Mm -hmm. you know, how to fix it, maybe it's not fixable. I don't know. I mean, there's no way to know. Right. But, um, But I do think even if even if a couple decides that they don't want to be together, I still think that therapy can help um, so that maybe, like I've always said, it could stop the bleeding mm-hmm. so that maybe there's not as much arguing about separation of assets or children or those kind of things. And just have an understanding. I mean, mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to get together with my ex-husband um, several years, a couple of times, several years later, <clears throat> and, had, and, and was able to actually articulate what I was going through. And he was just kind of like, I didn't understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he got to tell me, and I didn't understand what he was going through either. Right. So we just were at this place where we couldn't communicate. That might could have been revealed in therapy. Yes. And by the way, I want to talk about, you know, how I feel about therapists, because I've I've seen plenty of them. (laughs) If if you as a couple um, enter into couples therapy, and if one party does not feel comfortable, um, it's super important right. to, you know, throw the flag and say, we both need to feel comfortable um, in order to, pa- you know, in order to make things work, in right. order to patch things, in order to feel safe enough to express to your partner the truth. Mm-hmm. And I've heard, I heard it just recently, where one of the partners, um, they were going to therapy and you know, it was kind of one of those things where, well, I finally got him to therapy, but I don't like the therapy. I don't even want to say anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's really sad um, that she couldn't say, this is not right for us. Right. It may be right for you, and just because I finally got you in here, you know. (laughs) Um, So I think it's, you know, that's just really important to find um, someone who is – that feels comfortable and that both parties can trust. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, going back to, um, I don't think I would ever again uh, consider being with anyone, even dating anyone. I mean, that's pro- that would probably be a, a first date question yeah. or something. Or, red flag, or, red or, flag. Or, or pre- <laughs> pre-date question. You know, if you weren't willing to do the work, yeah. I mean, um, if you weren't willing to, you know, look at something or try to fix something, I mean, that says a lot about where, how they feel about you, don't yeah. you think? And relationships, it's, it's an investment. Mm-hmm. It's an investment of your... Oh, that's such a good word. It is. An investment of your time, your heart, your, I mean, precious. Pre- it's precious. And so, yeah, are you willing to to move through it together mm-hmm. um yeah um and i think there are men out there that are willing to go to therapy well maybe so i just ha- i just hadn't found them but <laughs> but yeah i yeah. think that maybe i should get a t-shirt oh, wait, that, like a t-shirt that says only only date people who do i don't know, I don't know. that's really silly but yeah. i do think it's a big deal and for women who are questioning i think that should be a number one thing if your partner says no absolutely not i think you should either this is just my opinion 
I think you should just either settle in for a long winter's nap, right? Um, because you're going to get what you're going to get, um, or maybe you make you do make the choice if if they're not willing to put in the effort, right. put in the work, you know, put in what it takes. Right. Well, I dated a, a guy, if you'll remember, because you went out when I met him for dinner the first time. It was a group kind of thing. And you were like, you two were in just in this bubble. I remember that. And, and you know, and so one of, that's one of the things I realized, conversation, deep conversation, kind of like we have. Yeah. That's important to me. It's important to women. Yeah. And sometimes I think it is, y'all yeah. men kind of forget. I'm sorry. It's just a reminder. Um, <laughs> I mean, women... Yeah. I think women are, you know, I, I think men are more visual and really want to see their women. And I think women are attracted to deep, intimate conversations. Yeah, absolutely. And it kind I of am. feeds in, you know. Right. I mean, I totally find a guy who's willing to talk about deep stuff, mm-hmm. I think they're sexy as hell. Yeah, I agree. So, I um, agree. Yeah. Uh, now I've just lost my train of thought after, <laughs> after talking about sexy. Um, but uh, but I think getting back to you know if um, you know if you're if you're in that place and if you're really trying to make a, a decision, that's a big question to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, is you know whether they're willing to put in the work. Well, you know, for me also, I think about retirement and when you retire with this person, are you going to be able to be with each other all day long? I mean, COVID, you know, changed the divorce rates. And Oh, my God. Rob, do you know that the, the highest percentage of people getting a divorce now are 50 plus? Wow. Yeah. And I think it might be because, um, you know, maybe the children are mm-hmm. older because, right. you know, so many families use that excuse of well we can't because of the children even though the children end up suffering 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 they're in an and end up therapy household, yeah. right. um so that's I, I really don't agree with that but um but you know i think maybe at that age you know your your children are older and you start asking those questions like well, what really makes me happy and are you maybe you know maybe the couple is stagnant or kind of bored or whatever you know are you willing as my partner to let's go and um explore and excavate and Mm -hmm. see what could be next or new for us Mm -hmm. um because it's like anything else i mean if you don't keep it growing and keep it fresh Mm -hmm. and feed it and you know talking about analogies i mean you know, even plants. I mean, if you don't, you know, nurture and water a plant, it's gonna they shrivel up crap and crap out. On you, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. So um, I think it's interesting that that people want to be in a relationship, but when it comes down to really doing the hard work, mm-hmm. I think that's it's it's hard. It is. And 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 I'm not saying that just about you know guys or anything like that. I mean. You know, I'm just saying to do this kind of deep work mm-hmm. and reflect about, okay, what's really going to make me happy? Right. Um, I think it's just hard for any of us mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, speaking of, you know, uh, I know we've talked about some of your feelings about feeling, you know, fear and feeling guilty. And I loved what you said about 
mantras. Will you talk about that again? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, they were really simple, and, and I still say them to myself in my head. It, 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 and we say them to each other. <laughs> we do. It's self-soothing. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, you know, it's kind of like when children learn to self-soothe, soothe, they can go to sleep more easily and, you know, the whole um, bedtime regime, all that. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was simple things like, everything's going to be okay, Robin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Um, it's all going to be okay. You can, it, you know, you're safe. You're whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And, and I would, sometimes I'd have to say those things over and over again and take a few deep breaths. And uh, uh, it just helped. It just yeah. helped. It sounds so simple, but being able to soothe myself when I'm feeling really anxious or afraid of something, it's kind of like, I know you're afraid, but you can do this. And that goes back to, you know, um, you know, I talk about it almost every single episode is about our inner child. And that's really what we're talking about. Exactly. Is that part of ourselves that's terrified, scared, mm-hmm. guilty, ashamed or whatever is mm-hmm. being able to speak to that part and mm-hmm. say, um, it's going to be okay. And, you know, there's something about just that phrase because you and I have used that, you know, mm-hmm. when your parents died and when my sister died and when our dogs died mm-hmm. and, you know, a thousand other things that we can't even talk about, you know, right. on this show. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, whether that's saying it to yourself or whether it's having a, a trusted, loved loved one mm-hmm. say it right um, and another, taking care of those emotions yes and I forgot one is too that we use a lot and, and I do um, I ha- you haven't done anything wrong oh gosh you're not wrong.com exactly <laughs> private joke <laughs> you are not wrong.com um, you've not done anything wrong well you know it's and I mean just like when you were talking good. about you have a right to be happy mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, there, you haven't done anything wrong when somebody desires to be happy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it just goes back to if the other person isn't willing to try to um, reconnect mm-hmm. or look at something different, I think really question, that's when you really question, you know, is this right. the right path for me? Right. Um, and I will say, um, because I've, you know, uh, been involved I mean I think if it comes down to if there's not any really big circumstances mm-hmm. like abuse or, or adultery know, or adultery something. or something mm-hmm. like that um, I think investing in like a weekend there's so many great weekend workshops for couples mm-hmm. and um, I, th- I mean why not mm-hmm. I mean what have you got to lose I mean true you can you know you you might come out knowing more about yourself even if you split up with that partner and maybe knowing more about the next person that you want to be involved right. with yeah so I mean it goes back to all of this is really self-awareness and mm-hmm. self-education and um, how can that hurt no I agree how can that hurt I agree um, I wanted to um, also one. I know we've been talking about uh, um, emotions and and that kind of thing, um, but I know that you did like you told me that towards the end 
when you finally made a decision and and I can remember this too I can remember like one time like you know I couldn't decide back that back and forth and all that anxiety Mm -hmm. I remember going to this therapist and saying well how will I know I mean you know I, I mean my son was younger and I was worried about all that and I just remember him telling me over and over Deborah you're you're gonna know you're gonna wake up one day and know Mm -hmm. and and I remember you said that too and you also talked about relief that you felt so I wanted you to share about yeah um well there was a lot of relief in actually making the decision Mm -hmm. and you're right I mean I it did take me years because it's not like he was doing anything wrong yeah um it was just and I think that's smart that you really took time I did and and I was back and forth and back and forth because I, you know, I believed that I was going to be married to him for the rest of my life. Um, I truly was, you know, in love with, I mean, we had a, it was wonderful for so long. And uh, it just was relief when I finally was like, this is, this is what I want to do. I am going to do this. Now, it took me a while to actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um and there was huge relief once I did it. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah. oh my God. I, I didn't realize how much I had just been holding, mm-hmm. you know, and, and nervous and, and about that. Um, and luckily, he had been traveling a lot, and um, the, the uh, person that he was working for was opening restaurants, and so he was traveling doing that. And so he, uh, we were supposed to move. And... He one day said, well, so like, what's going on here? You've like not even getting anything, to, like you're not wanting to, and I just said, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. And he kind of like was like, what? And I was like, I want a divorce. And that was just, it's, well, I mean, I was shaking. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was huge, huge relief to finally, after all that time, to say, this isn't what I want anymore. You know, and that reminds me, and we talk about it on the show a lot. I think when you get in alignment with your head and mm-hmm. your heart and, yeah. and what is right for you, right. there's a huge relief. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I had done some preparation before that, too. So I knew I had some ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't, like, siphoned or saved a whole lot of money or anything like that. I had saved a little bit. Um, but I knew I could support myself. And I had... Um, you know, done the budget. I'd gotten, you know, insurance. Well, before you get into all that, oh. I do want. To, I want to get into action steps. Okay. Yeah, real action steps. Okay. And then I want to right. ask they you are. how you did that. Sure. Um, so you know, we're talking a lot about emotions and how we how we take care of ourselves during the questioning times, but um, obviously there needs to be action steps if you're seriously considering this, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and there needs to be a plan. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the, and Robin and I have talked about this, one of the biggest reasons that you want to have a plan and really think it through is that many, many times in divorces, and we've seen it with a lot of people. It gets ugly. um, (laughs) When you are not taking care of your emotions and you don't have a plan and all of a sudden one day it's like, I can't take it anymore. And, you know, you make the decision to leave or you tell the other person to leave or whatever. It's a big mess. It is. Yeah. And um, it's it's not healthy for anybody. In those states, mm-hmm. you can't make good decisions right. at all right. about you, your partner, your children, your life, your finances, mm-hmm. anything. So um, 
you know, so this is why obviously it's important, like Robin said, I mean, take as much time as you need to mm -hmm. because it's going to, your life's going to be better for it after it, whether you figure out you're going to stay with them or whether, whether you're going to leave. Mm -hmm. um, so I think one of the first things I know you and I have talked about this is time away right. alone. I mean, it's great to go, um, you know, on a girl's trip. It's great to go have fun and do all That's that. And, but what we're talking about is like true time alone where you put your phone away your computer away and you do that deep dive searching that we're talking about like what would really make me happy mm -hmm. and you know you and i have done silent meditation retreats right. i mean and there are places where you can go um, actually, the uh, monastery that I love to go to, yeah. you can go there for a weekend uh, of solitude or a night or a day of solitude. Um, I know that's not always um, uh, real for some people, but, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, you did it in your car. You had a commute. So we you did. carved out the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, which was very helpful. And, and I think it's what you've said before. You just, you have to create the time. Right. And it gave me a chance to just not be so anxious. I mean, and when I wasn't in that space, I could think more clearly and I could say, oh, well, can I support myself? Let's figure it out. Um, what else do I need to do to make sure that I'm taking care of myself? Who do I need to, like, bring in the fold? Uh, you know, that, that was the time... Um, that, you know, I mean, I talked to my mom, my sister, mm -hmm. friends, it just, you know, to, um, to have that support. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like I was making some big announcement to everybody. Right. And then I had that backup. And, um, you know, my mom was like, you know, you always have a place here. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you know, even if, even if I didn't do that, it gave me a lot of security just knowing that, mm -hmm. that I had a place. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, I think it just, you know, it's kind of like that, whether you need it or not. That well, and we've always there. done that for each other. Yes. yes. No matter what, you always have yeah. a place. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like you were starting to say, you know, you looked at a budget. I did. You know, I made a budget. What am I really going to need? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, down to, I mean, everything, like a real budget. Here's how much my insurance is going to cost. Here's mm -hmm. how much my dentist appointments are, you know, all I, that. Yeah, because I think we never really look at, how 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 many things that we leave out yes i mean i'm finding getting that my, out now getting, getting, yeah. getting my hair cut <laughs> you know my, yeah. uh the the vet bills exactly you know all vitamins the yeah all, all the things that you don't necessarily mm -hmm. think about yeah. um what were you gonna say well the, another one that was really important um that i'd forgotten about until we were talking um before was that i um at work um took out, um, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it's basically short-term disability. Mm -hmm. So that if I was to get sick or hurt in some way, that I would still receive my salary for a certain amount of time right. until I could actually go back. Yeah, I think that's really yeah. smart. All these things are really smart. The other thing mm -hmm. would be, um, and I, I think it's important, you know, I would tell, if I had a daughter who was young, I would tell her to start putting money away now. I mean, I think... 
um, you know, if you're seriously considering this, you know, start putting some money away, you know, somehow. Um, you know, even if it's the smallest bit, it adds up it over a period of time. Mm -hmm. um, and I do want to say, only because I'm in the middle of a divorce, so, I, I, you know, the legal part of me is running. So even sometimes those can be part of marital assets, um, which, you know, might need to be split. So you might want to put it in your sister's name or your girlfriend's name or... And I'm not trying to be deceitful here, Rob. <laughs> I'm only saying at some point yeah. you have to think about taking care of yourself mm -hmm. because we've all discovered and we've heard it over and over. People say, oh, no, my husband's not going to be like that. Yeah, no, We've heard it. I mean, I don't know what I, I don't know what happens when you go through a divorce, but it can turn you into a just a crazy monster. Yeah, yeah true. And, um, and mean. And, I, and I'm not saying <laughs> that happens to everybody, right. but it certainly, it seems to happen to the ones that you think it won't happen right. to. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I think you have to be ready and prepared for that. Right. Although I you, agree. You, you can't be totally prepared for everything, but knowing that a divorce will bring out the absolute worst. Yeah, it does. Um, it's kind of like sometimes death does the same thing, but... Um, so, you know, really, you know, planning, um, mm -hmm. short-term, long-term, uh, living situations. Um, Finding advocates. I was, so that was important to me. And, and you mentioned something that I think is really important, too, and that is, like, you didn't bring anybody in until kind of the end. I didn't. You're right. I think it's, and this is just my opinion, but I think, like you, it's really important not to tell your 20 best friends everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that outside influence, and, the, and they love us, you know, and they want to mm -hmm. tell us yeah. what's good for us. Mm -hmm. But I don't think you can get that clarity. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like you, I would, you know, I would wait. I would suggest waiting until you have some sort of plan and your ducks in a row before maybe bringing other people in, yeah. like you said. Yeah. I, think it's I probably important. could have brought family members in a little sooner mm -hmm. and trusted them to be okay because they were yeah so, so t i mean they've always yeah. have been always so totally on be. my side i so. know i miss your family too i know They're um so it is um so you know in looking at all this um gosh i'm i'm running over my time now <laughs> um i believe i believe you may have to come back we may okay. have to talk because i do have women that have been asking me this like okay well what if i'm the one and they're having so many emotions about it, and how do I figure it out? How do I, you know, flesh it out, think about it? Yeah. What were you going to say? Well, I want to say that, you know, it, it takes courage. But I also want to remind everybody out there, probably men and women, but specifically women, um, I don't think I realized how much, like how brave I was and how courageous I was. And it, and it gave me a lot of confidence to realize or to look at, look at like, well, gosh, look at all the things I've done in my life up to this point. Of course I can do this. And um, you've got it in you too. I mean, we give birth to babies and we, I mean, we do amazing things as women. Um, and we need to give ourselves some credit about how strong and courageous and brave we all are. Awesome. Yeah. That was perfectly <laughs> said yeah. and so absolutely very true. Um, 
there are probably some other things on here, but we might save it for part two okay. of this. Um, <laughs> but I think right now we are going to take a short break. And when we come back, it's golden tool time. <laughs> Be right back. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. Um, it's uh, golden tool time, and I'm really excited about this today, even though it's super, super simple. Um, Robin and I use this a lot, mm -hmm. and um, it's called four square breathing. And with everything we've been talking about uh, of emotions and um, trying to make hard decisions and being confused, we're going to do a little demonstration with this if you're not familiar with it. Um, now, after I explain how to do it, you can, you, you know, everything's on YouTube now. Mm -hmm. um, and so you can also um, go on there and, and find out exactly how to do it. But the point here is that when we get stressed mm -hmm. or panicked or confused, um, we, do, we shallow breathe. You know, it's just bare, we're just barely getting any air in there. So this is like a just a very simple, focused way of breathing. Um, and you're going to breathe in four counts, hold it, breathe out four counts. Um, and if four is too much, because sometimes when you're really stressed, mm -hmm. even four feels like a lot trying to hold yeah. it, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So do two or three or whatever works for you. There's no wrong way to do this. It's just, you know, make sure that you're doing it a couple times a day. Um, I mean, because this is scientific stuff about mm -hmm. breathing. Right. It calms the parasympathetic, right. parasympathetic mm -hmm. nervous system. Um and it combats the feeling of worry, anxiety, panic. It regulates our breathing and our heart rate. You know, y'all know I'm really concerned about that. So I'm going to demonstrate it with Robin. I'm do it with her a little bit. Okay. So just join in with us. Okay. All right. So we breathe in through our nose, and we're going to hold it for the count of four, and then we'll breathe out through our mouth. So ready? Okay. And Robin, it's breathing in. One, two, three, four. Hold one, two, three, four. Breathe out one, two, three, four. And the breathing out can be, I mean, it, it can be as dramatic or as expressive as you want it to be. Um, many of us can breathe in easy and it's harder for right. some reason, which I have my own theory about that, about <laughs> not being able to release things. We oh. can take a lot in, but it's harder to let go. So let's try that again. Okay. Breathing in. One, two, three, four through the nose, holding one, two, three, four, and breathing out one, two, three, four. Um, you know, it's interesting that um, all the all this is scientific. It lowers cortisol, right? Um, which is the stress hormone that actually caused my heart attack. Hello, um, and it makes so much sense that. Um, when we're busy and running around mm -hmm. and stressed that we just don't do that breath mm -hmm. and sometimes when I even hear someone say something I'll I'll just take a deep breath and be like uh. I mean think about I when think we I do say that. it a lot take a deep breath well think about <laughs> when we do that naturally sometimes mm -hmm. yeah it's we do kind of like <sighs> you know like mm -hmm. um yeah and it releases endorphins which yes. is that's what combats the cortisol and it's yes. like the 
the happy, the happiness. The, yeah, the, the, chemical. the happy hormone. That's right. Yes, yes. Okay, so we'll try it one more time so our okay. audience can get it. And, and I do close my eyes a lot when I do this, by the well, way. You so can, You can close your okay. eyes. Ready? Yes. Breathing in through the nose. One, two, three, four. Hold. One, two, three, four. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Perfect. Mm. Y'all relaxed over there, right? Yes, <laughs> I am. Awesome. You know what? I wanted. To, um, it wasn't until we were talking about this, and I remembered that years and years ago, I was working with. Um, they were right. skeet shooters. They were teenagers, skeet shooters, and they were going to the national championship. Mm-hmm. And um, they called me in as a uh, as a mental coach to help them with their uh, mental processes right. because they could playing home or mm-hmm. shooting at home against other teams, they could play like nobody's business. But yet when they went to other places mm. to shoot, I mean, they were just a mess. Huh. And they were going to Texas to do the the champions <coughs> championships. So one of the techniques that I worked with them on was four squared breathing. breathing. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, you know, it's great working with young people sometimes because they just so got it. Mm-hmm. There was no, they didn't poo-poo it. They didn't laugh about mm-hmm. it because it it immediately worked. It does work. It works in any situation. It works in bit when I was doing business consulting and coaching. It works with t- it works. It just works. Mm-hmm. It does. It yeah. does. Well, I mean, think about even when you have a baby, think about how they want you That's to right. breathe and, yeah. you know, all those certain ways of so breathing. So it helps with pain. Yes. Helps mm-hmm. with pain as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there are a lot of different breathing techniques, um, and there are some that are just super uh intense. I mean, there's the William Hoff method, which mm-hmm. is when you submerge yourself in ice and hadn't gotten that far yet. Yeah, I haven't done um, that. <laughs> and then there's also something called alternate nostril breathing, mm-hmm. which is, um, it's a lot more intense than I want to go to here. But look all this up because this is a great tool to use mm-hmm. when you're stressed and Absolutely. when you're worried and you're confused and all these other things, as well as you know, I do a tool for every single episode. Mm-hmm. Go back and look at some of those tools too. Right. And I guarantee you, if you're using even a few of them, yes, you're going to get some relief. Yeah. Robin knows because we've we've used a lot of them. Yes, we have. I, I didn't say that we actually did our coaching program That's together. Right. So we, we learned a lot about taking care of ourselves yes, in that way. We did. Awesome. Okay. Final thoughts. Rob, do you have any? Do you have any final thoughts about women who are thinking about this? Or I just, I think you're going to say it. It's well, <laughs> I, I, I think it's what we've been yeah. talking about, which is bringing the attention back to ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. The more we know ourselves, the more we can make good decisions for ourselves, our families, our right. lives, our future. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe even the next person that comes along right. <laughs> will make better decisions too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with that, I was thinking so much of what I talk about here, it's requiring some sort of change, even if it's small mm-hmm. change and how hard it is for us to, 
changed what we're thinking, right. what we're doing. Um, but, you know, in the end, it, it helps us, you know, move towards what we want. And every morning, um, you know, we get a, a new opportunity to choose um, to choose that change for ourselves and for the betterment of all. And um, because after all, you know what I say, Rob? We're still here. Oh, we're still here. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about waking up in the morning. I'm like, it's a new day. Yes, we are still here. We're still here. We so are. Join us next time. Thanks for watching. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode of The Golden Sky to Divorce. And if you at home happen to be going through one, do us both a favor. Stand up and declare, I am here. We'll see you next time. I am here. After all my tears, I am here. Facing